All right, so literally the whole idea is just to get something that rhymes with Perez or whatever word you want to use, Dorley. Perez. It's a hard, that's a hard word. Speak into the mic if you're going to speak. Okay, like... You don't know, not know. This is an NPR. <laughs> do you see how I'm speaking towards the mic? Oh, yeah. That's all you got to do. Okay, so you just want me to do it now? Yeah. Uh, okay. You can try as many times as you want. Welcome to the... <laughs> Welcome to the Big Facts No Cap, the number one show... Why'd you put B? <laughs> Welcome to Big Facts No Cap. Okay. You didn't even write B, you're just saying it. Welcome to the Big Facts... No, stop saying D. <laughs> Okay, got it. Welcome to Big Facts, No Caps, the only no, there's show. There's no S. <laughs> She's never the, watched the show. Drop the the. It's cleaner okay. that way, Dorley. Okay. Where do you want me to drop the the? <laughs> I got this. I'm living. Welcome to Big Facts. No. <laughs> there's no S. Okay, I got Welcome this. to Fats Cafe. Okay. <laughs> we'll I love Calabash chicken tenders. <laughs> Welcome to Big Fat No Cap. No, there is an S on Facts. You just told me there wasn't. There's no S on Caps. Okay, okay, there isn't. I got it. Welcome to Big Fat No Cap. <laughs> what did I say wrong? Yes. Big Facts No Cap. Okay, okay. Welcome to Big Facts No Cap. The only show with the Perez children. That's number one. That's number one. <laughs> and um, welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that is number one with the Perez children and fans of the movie Coco. All right, that, let's go. That had real strong uh, morning announcement energy. <laughs> <laughs> what is the weather today? What are we having for lunch? What are we having for lunch, Dorley? <laughs> what beer is Adrian review- reviewing today? <laughs> I don't know, a red beer. Oh. No, I brought a, I actually brought a jackrabbit with me. <clears throat> oh yeah, Paul and Adrian from Portland. Paul and Adrian from Portland. Adrian, am I seeing double? What's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we actually have often been confused uh, for being twins many times in the past. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. either that or people think that I'm the older one. Which one, which one of you gets offended when? Neither, oh, I, I don't really get offended. Oh, <laughs> I get offended. <laughs> You're calling me old. Well, I'm 23 months older than you. Yeah. In four days. Think about how much I could do in 23 months in four days, Paul. <laughs> how, how much could you do, Adrian? <laughs> <Is it laughs> I could uh, I could earn a master's degree in that much time. Could you really? What What is your trajectory? What What are you done with all this? What What? Oh, when can well, you stop eating uh, these or whatever? Yeah, like three or four more years to go, my, my dude. Okay. Yeah. Three or four more years. Yeah, I got plenty of time. You got plenty of time to come visit. Nice, nice. If COVID ever ends. Yeah, we'll see. So yeah, this is Big Facts No Cap coming at you from Portland. Uh, I am here with my older hermana, uh, Doralee. Uh, Doralee, what, what, how would you like to introduce yourself to the folks? Um, do I just say, hi, I'm Doralee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doralee, you know you can just talk to us okay, like you okay. would usually. Yeah, okay. Do you want to talk about something? Um, I'm Dorla Perez, yeah. and I am... Wait, wait, you're sister. not introducing yourself to the class. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm introducing okay, myself. Okay, tell us two truths and a lie. <laughs> Give us three fun facts about you. Uh, three fun facts. I live in Portland, Oregon, um, and I am currently unemployed, and... Uh, very fun fact. Very fun fact. And uh, I like to roller skate a lot. 
I'm kind of shocked you're unemployed. I didn't know that. And I always kind of got the feeling that you'd worked like a, like you'd become like a master of like grocery store job that you could just get those so easily in my mind. I probably could, but I'm choosing not to work because I guess speaking of the mic thing. I, uh, I'm choosing not to work because I have money saved up. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just like to not risk getting COVID. Is that the idea or just like in general? Uh, yeah, I just don't want to get COVID, and also capitalism sucks, so I'm good with just staying at home. That's a message Big Facts No Cap can get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up with these big facts early. Uh, so one thing that I want to say is, uh, kind of like Phil, Dorley is very much a guest who has not an equal relationship with me and Paul, but who uh, is not a stranger to Paul uh, in any way. <laughs> uh, so we've mentioned that on the pod before. They've had classes together in high school. Uh, they've spent a summer together in Colorado. What I imagine was a lovely summer. <laughs> yeah, luckily for how much, like, what we've just learned before this started, Dorley barely listens to the show, so she does not know how much shit we talk about her on almost every episode. <laughs> on a constant basis. To our fans, Dorley is no stranger. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Dorley, let, let me ask you a question I'm curious about. Living in Portland, what is the, like, how much of an effect on well i guess you're not working so you're not commuting so that would be the main effect most people would have but what what's like the main effect of the protests other than presumably you've like attended some what's the main effect of like the kind of like militarized like police and the protests against them that's kind of been going down um nothing really i mean the protests literally happens in like three blocks downtown and like three blocks in the northeast area so okay. it really doesn't affect anyone else other than those three blocks mm-hmm. speaking of which paul how did your uh sit-in go this week uh we ended up not attending well goddamn <laughs> i actually ended up going to the uh protest that i was talking about but i'm not gonna lie it was very lackluster um i think the momentum has kind of died in sacramento and then it was a march from uh the central park to uh the uh, lgbtq library in town and i think the announcer either to save face or as an actual mix-up said oh, sorry, it seems like half the people who were supposed to come started at the end point. And I was like, I don't know, man. It just seems like there's not a lot of people here. <laughs> um, speakers were pretty weak, too. It was it was not the best. Uh, you know what? Considering to. I decided not to go to, uh, I decided not to go to the sit-in I was planning to go to, and that happened to you, I think it kind of makes sense when you think about it, because we have solved all the problems in America since yeah. the protest started. So, I mean, everything's better. Why? <laughs> Why would we all keep caring? I mean, Joe Biden's about to get elected, for God's sake. What's the point of caring anymore? Things are looking up. Better get that panacea, baby. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? About Joe Biden? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Dorley, so I think we were uh, we were planning for every time we have a guest on, and Phil... Phil famously critiqued me on me and Adrian very famously. Everybody's been talking about it. It's a big deal on our uh, on our opinion about dogs. Have you listened to any episodes that me and Adrian need to be checked on? Other than the dog one, wait, hey, we don't establish that Dorley's never listened to an episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. I also just want to give a shout out to my dog Mac because he's the best boy. Don't you own two dogs? No. What, is, what are you saying about your other dog? I live with two dogs, but one is dog that i own yeah oh, okay. and calling your dog the best boy is definitely not like giving your dad a number one dad <laughs> <laughs> that is quantitative analysis i see on my right a dog of the month uh picture uh up that has mac inside of it and so there is proof of dorley's claim 
Yeah, no, she's done the necessary research. She's met every dog. She's quantified how good a boy they are. Mm-hmm. And it's Mac. He's the best boy. And, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, so before we get any further, Mac has taught me something that, uh, well, not taught me, but he reminded me of something and I forgot to bring up in that episode, which I complained about earlier today to Doralee, which is uh, the amount that dogs shed and how much that messes up your fashion game. That's another problem with dogs that I forgot to mention. And that's a big one for me. I, 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 I mean, I'll lint roll before I leave the house. But uh, you shouldn't need to do that. You shouldn't have something in your in your house that just makes you look like a like a like you don't care about life when you leave your door mm-hmm. uh, when you're wearing like a dark colored shirt. <laughs> don't leave. This is gonna be a slow episode if you have <laughs> no, no response. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, I don't care about the hair. I don't really care if people see the hair when I leave. I'm not really like a fashion person anyway. So oh, we can tell. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, I uh, I really don't care about it. And honestly, like... I really I, said about speaking to the mic. I wear a lot of dresses. <laughs> no, not so right they... into the mic. Just don't look towards the window while you're talking about it. I wear it. a lot of dresses, so his fur doesn't really get on my dresses that much because of the material. Mm. Mm. You see, this is why we need female voices on this podcast. Me and Adrian would have never thought of that. We almost yeah. never yeah. wear dresses. This is why I need to switch my outfits to all silk kimonos. <laughs> I, I like that for you, Adrian. I think that'd be a good look. I've been thinking cool. of just wearing the shoes that are planks of wood with, like, two things sticking oh, out. Oh, the Samurai Jacks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a whole episode where he loses his shoes and tries out a whole bunch of wacky other options. It's a really good episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a good show. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, really, any other issues that you've had with the podcast or uh, any corrections? I know that Or just a lot issues of... with me and Adrian in general. Is there like, any beef you need <laughs> well, to settle with us? One, on our one thing I wanted to say is that I, there are a lot of times where, like, I'll ask my parents to listen to the episode and be like, is that how you also remember this happening? Because, one, I don't have a good memory, and two, I kind of just spitball whatever my best recollection of is is, is on the uh, podcast and then hope it's somewhere near the truth. But, yeah. Really there was, like, one this? childhood story you told, and... We were listening to it, and uh, I told Zach exactly. Like, by the way, you're not I- listening to this podcast at 0.5 speed. Doralee just talks this slow. <laughs> oh yeah, talk slow. Um, I don't. Okay, okay. But what childhood? You don't have to step into <laughs> <laughs> the childhood story that Adrian got wrong was about the Chinese buffet. So oh, mom. Okay. Okay. And my cousin and I and dad, we all went to the Chinese buffet and my mom grabbed a plate of snow crab legs for the whole table. And so they thought she's the one taking it for all, like for herself. And that's when they started banning the crab legs from the buffet. Oh, they banned it from the buffet, not from takeout? Yeah. Well, they just, they just stopped carrying legs, crab legs because of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You weren't actually there, so I don't know. If anybody in our audience is big on Wikipedia, make sure to update the Lexington Wikipedia page to <laughs> for Little to China Buffet. This, for Little China Buffet. Shout out to Little China Buffet. Yeah, yeah. Or for the Perez family and the various establishments they've closed. That's one of those things where they have a list, like list of establishments. Perez it has to have its own destroyed. section in the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> well, we almost burned down that one field. That's true. We also destroyed Shoney's. Yeah, we did. Oh, really? Is there a good story behind that? I don't know. <laughs> no. For for the audience, if if the just. For the audience's sake, to give you guys some information, if, like, the volume or the levels are changing, like, very quickly and inconsistently, it's because Dorley is, like, a rapper in a music video getting hype. She's just getting right up to the mic during the emotional part of the song to let you know what's up. Yeah, I don't really know how to do this, so. Very weird. 
All right. And uh, Paul, is there anything you want to uh, give us a wrap up of from your week? <clears throat> any media, any events, any cool stories? Um, let's let Dorley go first. Let's comment on yeah. like <laughs> because you you have like a whole years of media. Like, what are your things you wanna you wanna get me and Adrian on? For like TV shows and stuff. TV shows, music, anything recently good, new, people need to be on. I watched Lovecraft Country, and I thought that was pretty dope. It's on HBO. Music-wise, I haven't been listening to anything new. I still listen to the same 10 songs over and over again. That's about it for me. Dorley, how is somebody who's unemployed not been <laughs> watching more stuff? <laughs> well, I'm watching also like The Spanish Princess on Stars, but like... Ooh, now that sounds interesting. What's that it, about? It's about um, Princess Elizabeth. No, Princess Catherine of Spain. That's it. Princess Catherine of Spain. And she's supposed to marry the Prince of England, and then he dies right after they get married. I was wrong. That's not interesting. Okay, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so as I told you off-pod, I got a seven-day subscription to BritBox so I can watch the last three series of uh, Inside Number 9. Okay. Um... Definitely some really good ones. I'm going to give a shout out to the soccer episode. First episode of season uh, of series five. I'm going to give a shout out to ooh, uh, epi- series four, episode two, which is, uh, I think, uh, kind of one of those ones like the 12 Days of Christine that everyone just agrees is one of the best ones. Uh, really hilarious. I know that. So it's the, the premise without spoiling anything is two uh, comedians who get back together to do their show one more time after like 30 years apart. And so part of the premise and hilariousness of the uh, first part of the episode is them doing kind of problematic bits. But one of them really got me. Like, I took a video of it and sent it to Phil because I, I was like, legitimately, this is just a really funny skit. <laughs> and like, I know oh. that the whole point is that it's supposed to be problematic, but I absolutely loved it. Okay, last few suggestions. I'm not going to talk about them very long. One, the podcast Freedom is back with new episodes. I don't know why I didn't think of that podcast when I was talking about uh, recommendations for podcasts. Like, I- I've listened to every episode at least twice, maybe three times. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. And then real quick shout out to Ghostman coming out with a new album. It's pretty okay. Uh, shout out to Dorian Electro with a new album. I would actually give it like a six, closer to a five than a seven, but it was okay. And then Decca's album definitely That YMS style review. It's closer to a five than a seven. <laughs> yeah, I was either going to do a Fantano or a YMS. <laughs> uh, and then Decca's album definitely delivered. It's like, I, I called it initially from the uh, single more of the same, but after a few listens, I realized it's like a small but really significant push forward. Uh, and I think even though all of his music has this kind of like spiritual ephemeral quality to it more than any other album it's got this like you hear it and you're like oh I would love to listen to this album while I'm tripping like it'd it'd be such a good time so I haven't listened to the Dorian album enough to push back on you but it's definitely better than a six or a five and you're objectively wrong about that and honestly potentially homophobic I'll decide later (laughs) all right uh that's fair I'll take my criticisms where they where they may Okay, and so now we can go... Well, actually, I think, like, the Phil episode, the theme is technically Dora Lee. It's not, you know... Okay. We're picking articles, but uh, ultimately, the theme is Dora Lee. So, the really, theme you want to mm-hmm. say anything more about yourself to just give the audience, like, a picture of who you are? Oh, okay. Um, Speaking of the mic. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, you want me to talk about the theme of that, like, uh, episode? Well, you're the theme of the episode. Yeah, okay. Well, uh... Just like Adrian's older brother, I am queer, and uh, I don't know. How do you how do you like gay as a catch all term for queer? Like not just gay men, but like as like oh you're gay even though you're. I also a think, woman. especially with media too, it's kind of just called gay media a lot. Yeah. 
Is that I, fair, or I don't know. would you I rather be the queer word, than gay? I prefer the word queer over gay. Like, okay. That's just me. I think, like, if I'm going to go into, like, a setting where I don't know anyone or anything, I would say gay, just because it's more socially acceptable. But, um, because queer is kind of like a slur. And, uh... That's why I don't say that Dorley's queer around anyone from Boston, because even if they say <laughs> it back, like, in a kind way, it still sounds really wrong. Your sister's queer! Your sister's a queer! She's a queer! <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I definitely don't, like, consider myself, like, bisexual or pansexual or anything. Homosexual? No, not anymore. That was very high school. Adorably. Um, I, I hope you know that I sometimes still reference my friend in high school who called themselves homosexual and I'm talking to people about woke culture going too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Queer uh, is just a good term for me. I think that's the way, best way to describe myself. It's the way I see myself. It's the way I like my community to be represented by me. So queer it is. And, I mean, you can get as personal or not personal as you want, but what does that, like, and we can cut anything you want out, um, okay. but what, what 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 does that mean? Like, how are you queer? How am I queer? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, if we want to get, like, to childhood, Dorley. Um, Ooh, I mean, yeah, why are you queer? How, why like, give I... <laughs> us a why, what, when, where. <laughs> I don't know, queer. like, I, I remember Who, what, when, why. having my first crush in seventh grade i was like completely in love with this girl and then we became friends and i was like literally in love with her like throughout oh high school oh my god school. the twist is gonna and be that it was me we even <laughs> ended up living together at one point too but i wasn't like into her at that point anymore it's kind of i was kind of over that crush by then mm. but i don't know i've just always liked women way more actually um and i always figured like growing up like in high school and stuff i, I always like figured when I grow up, I'm probably going to have a woman partner and, like, that's the way I was going to live my life. It hasn't happened like that, but I'm still hoping eventually I will have a nice woman partner or, you know, non-binary or a trans woman. It really doesn't matter to me, but I would really love someone who is also in the queer community to be my partner. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't really attracted to men in high school at all, like, I didn't think I was attracted to anyone, actually. I thought I was asexual throughout high school. Um, Ooh, that's that's good, because we have an asexual column today, so. Yeah, I just, like, wasn't sexually attracted to anyone, but I, like, like people and stuff. And wait, I wait, 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 Dorley, we were in the same class. Yeah? No, no crush on you, Paul. And you're telling me this, <laughs> all of this, didn't do anything Back when you had hair? <laughs> Back when I had a full head of hair. In You're telling me to 30 when Paul came strutting in with his JV uh, football <laughs> jacket on, twirling his football, taking with his motorcycle helmet on the side of his hip. You weren't like wait, okay, so you weren't attracted to anybody at our high school, which makes sense because I don't even know if that was because you were in high school or as much because you went to Lexington High School. I mean, I think I had that conversation with multiple people where it was like, "There's not many potential partners." Here. Oh, there really wasn't. But uh, um, did you have, like, crushes on people, like, online crushes, like, or anything like that? Celebrity crushes? Like, celebrity Teacher crushes? crushes? Uh, Seth yeah. Rogen has always been my celebrity crush. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Ellen Page. I was always really mm. crushing on Ellen Page. Okay, so you did have a sexuality. It just didn't manifest for people in real life. Yeah, I just, like, wasn't, like, looking at anyone and be like, oh, I want to have sex with that person. It's, like, not really what I thought about in high school at all. Mm. Um, not until I was like 18 and working at Target, and then I was finally like sexually attracted to the one person, and then it began. 
<laughs> puberty hit and all right adrian Paul, what supermarket did your sexuality spring up <laughs> i was i was i was 11 years old at aldi oh, i was I, Ooh, Paul was an aldi's boy yeah i was in like a, i was in a dollar general um, <laughs> Ooh, the okay. trashiest place <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I'm, uh, since, since this episode is touching on sexuality in both our columns, I'm, for the audience's sake, a cisgender straight person, so very boring, and Adrian, I, I assume you are, I've never actually asked you. No, my mom only makes gay children. <laughs> yeah, many people have yeah. assumed that I'm just gay. Uh, no, I, uh, I mean, I recently actually switched both my Bumble and, uh, uh, what's the other one, Hinge. Uh, settings to both genders uh, I'm kind of open to both but like I've never like it's one of those things where I don't claim queer or like pretend to occupy that space since I've never really had any experience with it uh, but I'm just kind of open to it generally like there there are men that I've certainly found attractive and like he's I, just I metrosexual wait metrosexual is very much this presentation though right yeah no remember we thought Nando was metrosexual for the <laughs> longest time that's because that was a fad during the time when we were trying to think of like we were making our formative opinions as like yeah. teenagers and kids as a, about what gender and sex let's was. admit it it was because you guys liked South Park in that metrosexual episode on South Park I think it was because of uh, Metro Station well he was really into that I do like that we were into that scene culture where there were a lot of like very femme boys oh yeah 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 um, damn so your parents I, created three gay kids yeah, yeah i'm telling you my mom only makes gay children oh you're giving all the credit to your mom not your dad oh 100 my dad's like super straight <laughs> that's his uh superhero name <laughs> your dad doesn't even shake men's hands what's the implication here no he only slaps their dick whenever he <laughs> um well <laughs> I hope you're listening to this one, Mr. Perez. He almost certainly your, is. <laughs> hear your children's super disrespectful talk. <laughs> Man, if you think that's disrespectful, you should time travel with us back to our childhood days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I will mention one thing about you and Dorley Adrian. I always liked how openly you were aggressive and mean to her, even in front of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was mean to my parents, too. That was I just roasted everybody. <laughs> you were just a shitty kid. Yeah, I'll not say mean. I think roasting is more pop like correct term because like neither of us were really mean to our parents oh we no like he was as far as i like... was concerned it was outright cruelty it made me uncomfortable <laughs> adrian was a little menace <laughs> i was i think rapscallion scoundrel these are all words you could use to describe a little adrian yeah little turd yeah he was just a little kid who like used uh humor and continues to use humor to deflect from real emotion and conversation. but also our mom would laugh all the time so it really yeah, just was, encouraged that was, it that was anything. the hardest part is that my parents like, thought it was legitimate they thought it was funny, funny so like <laughs> they don't really care because i'm hilarious well also our parents have a good sense of humor too yeah. they're not like so uh oh so what happened to you two what <laughs> oh wow i'm just nervous okay <laughs> Yeah, no, they're, they can be easily criticized and stuff. Like, we can talk to them or, like, make jokes about them, and they're not, like, offended that easily. This goes back to our uh, discussion of, like, Lexington white parents. Yeah, uh, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. Very much <laughs> the, do not have that relationship. Be... No, not at all. And my last question, Dorley, is there anything from childhood that you'd like to settle, any scores you'd like to settle with Adrian? Anything, like, he broke that you owned or something really 
uh, wrong he did that Ooh. you've just been holding on to. I know this is Dora Lee's moment, but I will say really quick, I did bring up a glass chess set that I had a few episodes ago. And that multiple pieces of that broke because Dorley would slam the piece down every time she moved it, and she broke multiple of the crystal pieces. Well, was it when she was doing a really good move? Like if it was during a checkmate, then I get it. Like, no, no, no. This was not her ultimate mate. smash. This was just doing a regular. Yeah, no, move. I'm very aggressive in nature, so everything I do is very aggressive. It's not my fault. No, I mean, one time Adrian peed on me, and I tell people that story because it's disgusting, and I was really mad. Um, so. Not that I wouldn't we're pee gonna, on him, but I definitely want someone to pee on him. We're going to need more details. What does that mean? He peed like on my arm. Like, you were in bed, and you just woke up, and he was, like, standing <laughs> over you kissing? Like, what? No, no, no. Like, okay, we were, like, probably, like, seven and five or something. Like, we were young. All I remember is that it happened I, in our parents' room, and I threatened to do it, and you yeah. didn't take the threat seriously. He, he threatened me over and over again, and I was like, fine, do it, or whatever. We were, I don't know what we were it. arguing about, but yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm still mad about that. This is um, so nasty. It was indoors, so most of it yeah, just it ran indoors. onto the floor. That's the problematic part of it. I'm not for beating children, but I think your parents <laughs> would have been totally in the right to give you, like, one good snack for there. being on the house floor. Yeah, I don't know. Our I, parents are missing for a lot of Yeah, we don't, like, we were unsupervised <laughs> a lot of the time. So. Also, um, Paul, you don't have to worry about that. My parents were definitely for capital punishment in the oh, household okay, that... for most of our lives. <laughs> Uh, what, what what are we talking? What parts of you got smacked? You got a little bum bum smacked. <laughs> Your bum's okay. Yeah, and then one time you stabbed me in the near the eye with a pencil. That was pretty bad. Jesus Wait, what? Christ! Yeah, what? we were in the car. Right, like was it after you stabbed me in the leg with a pencil? Yeah, I probably stabbed you first. Yeah, you stabbed me. <laughs> no, he stabbed me. I remember me, that. So I remember having the like hole in my thigh that was yeah. like gray because he stabbed me with a pencil. You yeah. guys, we're gonna have to stop this segment right now before one of you says something way too dark. I don't, I don't like this. Like Adrian's peeing on me and stabbing that one's me. Funny. I, don't, I don't remember retaliating, but I very vividly remember you stabbing me in the thigh with a pencil. Yeah, I mean, we were really like, like violent towards each other, but. Honestly, I think it was better because, like, it we're was more not, like an itchy, scratchy thing. Yeah, though. we're not like, yeah, we're not like whiny children who, like, <laughs> we are, just settled in the ring. <laughs> yeah, we're not passive aggressive. Like, we just like took it out on each other. It was fine. Like, you know, sure. we beat each other. What, 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 was your brother like kind of like old enough that he was like the elder statesman and you both respected and wanted to, him to be your friend more than you were like mean back to, or like was there controversy between y'all and him or was it mostly between you two? Oh, no, not, not between me and Nando. It's always between me yeah, and Adrian. Yeah. Nando's too old like for us. And that's really, what I meant. Usually yeah. the one who's significantly older kind of gets like exclusively like you just want them to like you. And... Yeah, no, he got that short end of the stick where like he got uh, caught like uh, taking care of us uh, every now and then. And uh, I thought it was fun. He would take us out on what, trips. Where was he when you were peeing on Dorley, stopping you? Was he just not? <laughs> he was probably reading, reading comic books in his yeah. room. I don't know. I mean, he wrote a lot I of poetry. He, yeah, I was about to say, I thought he was home all the time. I thought the whole point was like he didn't really uh, hang out with anybody except for that one dude, Jonathan. Yeah. But I don't remember him having any friends and going anywhere. When I he mean, was... he did a lot of Pokemon stuff too. So Ooh, cool. He was playing Pokemon yeah, yeah. a lot, video games, hiding who he really was. Damn. Must have been hard to be gain in the south before the internet oh for sure i think i had it a lot easier than him and now i think even well, in paul, lexington paul and i've had this conversation where with his siblings who are not they have a similar age range as us or no uh no my sister is five years older than me and my so brother's that's seven. that was the conversation where i think you have that slightly larger gap where, or smaller gap than us and nando where i think you said something about your sister being like surprised that there were out people at our high school when we were in high school yeah, but she was yeah. like, "Yeah, like that. Ne that never would have happened. Like when I was in high school. Whereas we had someone who was named Gay Tony, 
And not like that was a cruel nickname. No, yeah, this was not us picking on him. That was the name that he had chosen for himself. (laughs) So anyways, there was this time where I woke up to Drolly sawing my arm off. (laughs) It was tied up to the bed. (laughs) It was fun times. I mean... It was a good childhood. Yeah. I had a good time. We had a great time. Mm. And, you know, now we grow, we're, we're older and we're still close. And I like a lot of people that I know aren't very close with their younger siblings or vice versa. So I think we did it the right way. Mm. Yeah. Violence is the answer. Well, also, I don't even know why we're saying violence is the answer. <laughs> we had that many fights, like, especially compared to our neighbors. Oh, uh, yeah. We fought our neighbors a lot more, I no, guess. That's <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> what I meant was that our neighbors, like, literally, well, we, like, they had to be, like, separated all the time and, like. It was literally every morning that my mom had to yell at them to stop, like, oh, hitting each other. Oh, yeah. They're always, Whereas, like, yeah. me and my sister, like, 90% of the time, it was, like, we were very perfectly well-behaved and, like, in tune and enjoyed being around each other. Except for the stabbings. No, I think even that. Yeah, even that. that. Like, honestly, like, it's just, it's just how, how She shook my it. hand and said, good shot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I respect you. It's I like think... a duel between gentlemen. <laughs> we can't be angry. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. Yeah, we're already getting we're already getting pretty up there in the uh, in the time. So uh, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. do a beer corner really quick, and then we can get up going. It's Adrian's beer corner. All right, I'll remix that later. All right. Well, I just finished a local Portland brew called Laurel. That's from Laurelwood Brewing. It is their free range red IPA. It's got a nice cock on the front. Uh, very delicious. Very solid red IPA. Uh, I could drink that all day. But what I have that I specifically drove nine hours from Sacramento uh, with me is Jack Rabbit's Elvis Special. It is a collaboration uh, with them and some other brewing company. I couldn't read their logo. Um, it is a Dunkelweizen with peanut flour and bananas, uh, modeling uh, Elvis's favorite sandwich, which was like a uh, peanut butter banana bacon sandwich. I guess they didn't do the bacon for this one. But um I'm gonna take a sip, do a quick review. Uh, yeah, I mean, it totally works. Like, normally you would think, like, banana and peanut butter and, like, a dark stout. Doing it with a Dunkelweizen, which sometimes almost has, like, a bubblegummy type flavor to it, just makes it really taste like a, like a, it's a real dessert in a glass type of beer. And uh, I probably wouldn't drink more than one of these in one sitting, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a really good, like, end of your day beer for sure. I would highly recommend it. Dunkelweizen. And, uh, Rolly, do you want to sip, review? Uh, I don't like beer, but yeah. Tastes like beer. All right. What's your advice of choice, Dorley? Um, I love weed and shrooms and acid and Molly. That's it. Molly, huh? Molly's dope. It is pretty fun. It is. Well, y- y'all heard it here on Big Facts No Cap first. Uh, <laughs> try some Molly, y'all. Kids, try Molly. It cannot hurt you. <laughs> Factually speaking, it cannot hurt you. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So, uh, are we gonna do any more introduction or go straight into articles? Let's go into some articles. What are you thinking on the ordering today? I can go first. All right. All right, good. We're returning to a Lost Ep uh, advice columnist who is now being brought back onto the main pod. Uh, this is Savage Love, a column from Dan Savage. Whenever we did the first test episode, obviously we didn't have the, uh, you know, format ready to go, so I didn't give an introduction. I also didn't take the time to find his introduction, so I'm just going to read the about page for Dan Savage uh, and hope that that kind of gives you a glimpse of what he does. I know he's a very prolific uh, columnist, um, 
there's actually one article I was reading where the guy uh, basically wrote in to say, hey, I've taken the last two years to read through your entire back catalog, and here's like my summary of most of your advice, uh, which I thought was really interesting. But yeah, he's been doing it for a long time, writes a lot of articles, mostly does, as you can tell from the name Savage Love, a lot of like relationship type questions, but building much more adventurous couples than like the normal Dear Abby or uh, Miss Manners. So I'm just going to read the bio for Dan Savage, and uh, we'll get going. <clears throat> it's Dan Savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Acting, stupid, what's happening? Bitch, what's happening? It's Dan Savage. All right. I don't, I don't think that's actually Dan Savage. No, that's Dan Savage. And I don't think that's... um. He got a remix with uh, Beyonce on that, on that about page. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you ready for the question? Paul? Rolling? Yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 right. yep, 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 yep. So the title is, Where Can a Bisexual Woman Find a Bisexual Woman? Bisexual Twitter is here to help. And so this is a special edition article uh, where Dan actually uh, goes through some Twitter uh, responses as well to answer the question. Any thoughts on the title, Paul? Dorley? Um, totally relatable as a queer person. Yes, we do. Uh, sorry, totally relatable as a queer person. Uh, I have a very hard time finding other women, like on Tinder, Bumble, whatever it be. Um, and I feel like Portland has a huge population of like lesbians and um, bise- bisexual people, but for some reason, I just have not been able to connect with anyone. Dorley's also known for going into clubs in Portland and saying, "Where are the queer women at?" <laughs> um, I, my my initial reaction is. This seems like a niche that doesn't need to be filled as far as questions go, because why isn't it where can lesbian women find women who like women? What What's Ooh, well, specific to Julie, being bisexual? Do you, do you want to speak to anything about how the bi, bi community is uh, treated differently in the LGBTQ community uh, community, or uh, yeah, any stigma associated with being um, bi? Well, bisexual women are I, I know the term bi erasure. I just mean specifically, couldn't, this, couldn't any advice here be equally appropriate for both bi and lesbian women? Um, no, because lesbian okay. women actually sometimes won't date bisexual women because they don't see oh, them okay. like, as equals, essentially. Um, because if, like, you touch a man or whatever, like, there are lesbians who don't want to be with someone who's ever been with would a man. You, would you date, would you be scared to approach a lesbian in a lesbian bar because you would assume that she has that prejudice about you? Um, no. Okay. But, like, if I brought up my partner and... They happen to find out that it's a boy you know then i would probably be worried a little bit and also being um non-monogamous a lot of like lesbians aren't into um non-monogamy so okay that's another factor. just like like that's just like common knowledge and like it's kind of just like a like not a stereotype but it's definitely like a theme in like lesbian culture about being very monogamous and like the u-haul situation you know like two women meet and then they have a u-haul later like the next day and they move in together damn i didn't know that yeah shout out to uh very old joke shout out to our lesbian queens starting families i guess moving to beautiful little mountain towns and living in little cottages that's true raising chickens in the backyard (laughs) gentrifying cute little areas gentrifying cute little areas only they're white women (laughs) having some of the best gardens we've ever seen all right. Yeah. That I just I want I want to show my love to the lesbian community. All right, let's get into this question. <clears throat> I'm a 32-year-old woman. 
I've always known I had it in me to be sexually and romantically attracted to all genders, but because of severe social pressure, I chose slash was forced onto the path of least resistance as a teen and ended up only dating cis male people. The social cost of me dating a girl in my country and my family was just too high, and I didn't have to do that to find love and have relationships, so there we are. I've had one long-term relationship with a man as an adult, six years, and another one after that, eight years, which brings me to my present day. I've never had a chance to explore the side of me that's attracted to female-presenting people, since both the men in these long-term relationships were 100% straight and monogamous. So now I'm 32 years old and quite experienced with heterosex and a complete virgin when it comes to sex with any other gender than cis male. I've fooled around with women before, kissing and heavy petting and such, but nothing I would describe as sex. It doesn't help that the lesbian cis women I know personally are kind of mean about it. Obviously, hashtag not all lesbians, but every lesbian woman I've been close to with has been very irritated by me identifying as bisexual if I hadn't had sex with a woman. My best friend recently snapped at me that I'm just a fake bisexual for attention if I've never acted on it. Another friend told me that being bisexual was a privilege and I had no right to whine about the difficult aspects of it for her. The two LGBTQ groups I've been a part of were dominated by monosexual people who did not have many nice things to say about bisexual women. So while I'm sure this isn't universal, it's definitely a pattern for me, and it personally hurts a lot. So now I'm headed down a dark path where I'm becoming actively scared of approaching lesbian women. I've tried to find bisexual women through dating apps, but having a profile as a young-ish bisexual woman looking to experiment only seems to attract straight dudes looking for threesomes, which I'm actually open to, but these creeps sure do know how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I guess other bisexual women have the same problem I do because I can't find them for the life of me, and I'm afraid monosexual women will be a little cruel about my inexperience and identity. Maybe going out there as a unicorn would help, but I've got the same anxiety about that. Like I said, this has been happening since I was a teen. It's unsettling to be a sexually experienced virgin, and I don't know where to go from here. I'd like to pop my lady cherry. I don't know how to find someone who won't take my half virginity as a sign that I'm taking by for attention. I think I'm coming down with sexual imposter syndrome. Signed, not faking. All right, so most importantly, let's get Paul's opinion on this. <laughs> All right. As a lesbian woman or as yeah. a bisexual woman, I think uh, I think she should dress up as a man and trick a straight woman into sleeping with her. And then she'll have had lesbian sex. Wait, are you doing the classic big facts, no cap, uh, catfish somebody? Yeah, catfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, solid advice from Paul. But... <laughs> But maybe we should get the amateur's uh, opinion and see what Dorley has to say. Um, so, just, like, my advice to her? Yeah. Okay. Or thoughts on the situation? Um, well, my thoughts, like, first I think it's weird to say virginity. I just, like, I don't like that word. And not all, like, having sex is about penetration and stuff. So I'm not sure what she's talking about, like, that she's never had sex with a woman. Well, like, she specifically what... said some, what I don't consider sex. She said heavy petting. So maybe she means at least not even oral. Or what she has in her mind as a line for full sex. Right. But we, like, I think as a society should expand on, like, sex just not being just penetration. And it's more than that. But then the like, Christians can't keep their virginity. It makes it harder for them to do it. Yeah, they gotta go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> they gotta go. Uh, I think we should expand it, too. Because if we expand it all the way down to, like, hugging, I can say I lost my virginity when I was 16 and be normal again. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, it's weird to like really be big on your virginity. I don't know. I was a virgin for a long time. I will, 
I guess for average age, but like I was never weird about it. I was never like, oh god, my virginity. Well, I gotta lose my virginity or anything. I think her issue isn't with the word virginity. I think it's with her inexperience. I, I think that's just a way for her to convey. Right, that right. She's yeah. just saying. I don't think but she's... I'm just saying specifically for that word that I don't like that word. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I totally relate a lot with what she's saying. Like I've been in a monogamous relationship for five years almost with a dude, um, and now I'm just in another relationship with another straight cis dude. Um, so it's definitely, um, something that she's just gonna have to get over, honestly, just like get out there. That's the only way she's gonna get through this. But she is getting out there, right? She says she has a Tinder and stuff. So her, yeah, she's trying. her problem isn't fear. It's, it's a lack of, well, so wasn't there a thing that back in the day it was, um, gay men would approach other gay men and ask if they were a friend of Dorothy. Is there not like a code word that five people can like put out into the world to uh no you can't start that no i mean i guess could but i feel like for her you can't start saying like to people with frosted blonde tips are you into donkey (laughs) sauce to like figure out if they're bi and down to buy that would be you though like when you're like 13 yeah okay instead of are you a friend of dorothy if you're trying to find out if you're somebody's bi you ask them if they're a friend of dora lee Ooh, I like that. Oh, actually, that works. Um, and Julie doesn't have many friends, so there's not gonna be a lot of confusion. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I've been here for a minute, but not enough to have like a group of friends here. But uh, maybe she should like. When I say she needs to get out there, I don't mean like going on Tinder and stuff. I mean like actually like meet queer people, just like other queer people. Like, but yeah. right there, that, that's the problem. The there isn't rules. Get out. There isn't bi bars, right? There's gay bars and there's lesbian bars, and sometimes there's even like. And in Charlotte, there's even a bar that flies like a trans flag, but I've never heard of a bi-specific bar. It seems like she's intimidated or afraid of lesbian women. You said you wouldn't be intimidated to just approach a lesbian woman and hope that a woman and hope that she's not bigoted towards bi people. But it seems like this person is struck by that fear. So maybe she has to get over that fear, or maybe she needs to find a place that. Oh, you're saying someone, someone that's not bigoted. <laughs> That's my contribution for the episode. I'm out, <laughs> folks. <laughs> See you later. Bye, Adrian. <laughs> he's he's riding away on his bicycle. Okay, we're cutting all of this out. Oh, okay. We're deleting this episode. <laughs> yeah, anything else you want to say about this story? Um, it's very relatable, and um, the whole thing of being like unexperienced with women. It's like Adrian, where do you that. think? Where do you think like people by people would like uh congregate? What what sort of place do you think you could go? I think a Barnes and Noble. Maybe. I think a Dave and Buster's. No, Dave and Buster's for sure. We like Froyo a lot. I think a big part of it is that she's 32, so she's Ooh, looking for Buy people like Froyo. Age. That's a good tip. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go to a Pinkberry. Pinkberry is the... Uh, I mean, come on. That's, that sounds like a euphemism for vagina. <laughs> I'm not the first person to point that out, right? <laughs> right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we not even gonna mention Menchies? Oh, Menchies. <laughs> the little, the little uh, spoons? I keep them. Wait, am I supposed to give advice or what was I supposed to do here? <laughs> Here's what I'll say. Um, if there's a dating app for farmers only, there should be a buy-only dating app, right? Like, that should be a thing. Yeah, just generally, like, probably just make LGBTQ friends, right? Like, just, like, you'll meet people who are probably... I feel like most people nowadays are more likely to be, like, pretty fluid with their sexuality rather than stringent anyway like i don't yeah. think most people call themselves one thing or another here's the other thing i'll say is you can probably yeah I, I would think the important thing is meeting uh lesbian or bi people in like friendly settings because i think a lot of people 
initially have like a, a not a bigoted but like a initial like oh i wouldn't date adrian but once you sneak like into their lives and get in there they're usually like oh wait i'll, I'll make an exception for this person that's what you got to do you got to spend some time with them let them know who you are that way that initial like oh i would never uh turns into a i would maybe and then turns into like a ah, all right get in here yeah that yeah. makes sense there you go any last points really what <laughs> Any last Sorry, I'm, I'm not high, so now I'm like completely sober and I don't know how to function as a person. Um, I don't have any last words. All right, we can get to the answer. Yeah. Here is the answer from Dan. A married to a man bisexual woman desperate for some girl-on-girl action, a woman also struggling with a host of other issues, wrote in a while back. I tried to put both her problem and her odds in perspective. Most bisexual women aren't out by men too. And most bisexual women are in opposite-sex relationships, by men too. And there are more bisexuals than there are gays or lesbians. Some studies have found that there are more bisexuals than gays and lesbians combined. I suggested to going absolutely insane, which was the name of the person writing in, that they might want to seek out other bisexual women like her, since they were way more bi women than lesbian women. I suggested she look for same-sex bi partners, where most same-sexers, monosexual and otherwise, find their same-sex partners. You'll have to risk putting yourself out there, most likely online, which is where more than 70% of same-sex relationships get their start. No risk, no reward. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, no face pics, no response. So I'm going to quickly say really quick, if his advice right now is basically just like, do whatever straight people do to find partners, uh, some advice from my brother. Go to NYU and let that random roommate sort itself out, you know what I mean? And then get divorced. And <laughs> I was about to say, and... <laughs> Your brother met his husband with his random roommate? Yeah. Oh, that's... Well, I mean, it's not adorable now knowing how it ended, but pre-knowing how it ended, that's adorable. It's also crazy that you never got with Poochie and I never got with Patrick. <laughs> I know. Patrick's handsome. Crazy. You should have gone with him. He's a handsome boy. Yeah, he's a handsome boy. It was funny to me, too, because Patrick's such a, 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 like a fit, handsome person, and his only source of uh, like lack of confidence was that he has like a genetic thing where like his chest has like this little uh, conform thing in the middle of it uh and that was like a sore spot for him and i was like dog <laughs> oh, i should not have made fun of him for it all the time <laughs> which i know oh i used to make jokes all the time about how we should put like a little bit of hummus in there <laughs> so i can eat my chips out of it oh uh, i think that's probably the joke everybody made because i used to say cereal <laughs> Are you, can we like, you can fit like one cheerio in there um yeah no poochie was also a math and racist and i didn't really like him. <laughs> also not good advice for uh, yeah. me but you already did that. You already put yourself out there online, and it didn't help. You were overwhelmed by responses from creepy guys. Those, re those responses, plus the unhelpful, clueless comments of a few shitty, misinformed monosexuals, and the sneering judgment of a few scary, insecure lesbians. What now? Well, instead of trying to work this one out myself, NF, I tossed your question out to bisexual Twitter. I asked bisexual Twitter to skip the obvious. Some monosexuals are clueless. You need to get better friends and share some practical tips. And bisexual Twitter came through. This is from Rachel Alexander, blue check mark on Twitter. One, set dating slash hookup app settings to woman only. That is the first thing that occurred to me as Dan was saying that last paragraph. I was like, why are you even like having men swipe on you if you're just trying to find, yeah, all right. But anyways, even if you're also into men, drastically cuts down on energy waiting through bullshit. Two, maybe don't frame what you're doing to yourself or those women as experimenting. You're bi, you know it, you're figuring out what that means. In my experience, viewing dating and sex with women as important things that are fundamental to who I am 
and not experimenting, even though it's new and scary, helped a lot with taking myself seriously and having confidence. Also, seek out other bi people, especially newly out ones. Uh, more from Rachel. Apparently, Rachel is the monolith of uh, bisexual Twitter. <laughs> um, also, reading, writing, fiction, slash non, by other bi women about being bi was super validating for me when I had a mental breakdown about all this shit in my earlier 20s. Check out Melinda Lowe, young adult sci-fi fantasy, various queer lit lists. Surround yourself with bi women positivity. Oh yeah, why didn't I think of that? If you want to meet newly bisexual women, join a book club of women in their 30s. Which is the book club that Paul uh, <laughs> goes to. Find out if there's like a recent divorcee support group anywhere in your town and show up there if you want to meet newly bi women. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of the mic. I would agree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, no. <clears throat> All right. Not making the plus, they were recently divorced, so they're going to be vulnerable. So, I mean, you know what that means, Adrian. Hey, time to pounce. <laughs> time to pounce. <laughs> Uh, that's not problematic because it's from She's the Man, so. <laughs> <laughs> I recently just watched that movie. Yeah. Holds up. Yeah, well, definitely yeah, holds up. Definitely holds up. Wait, 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 wait. Media Roundup, one of uh, me, Adrian, and Dorley's favorites. She's the Man. Watch watch that yeah. movie. Great mm-hmm. movie. I would endorse. And in the same vein, Dorley and I would recommend Bend It Like Beckham. It's a classic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Two great, two great women's empowerment movies seen through the lens of soccer. Not faking's experiences are sadly so, so common. My advice is she, one, find a bi-plus community and support group to empathize with her and keep her going. Social media is actually a great resource to start if she can't find them IRL. And two, the right person to explore her sexuality with. Apps are death hard for all these reasons she mentioned. Being a unicorn might be overwhelming as a way to start. Finding someone you feel you can trust and communicate with can help. Consider at personals. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, Again, Dorley, can you can you give us a bit of vocabulary? What's a unicorn? Um, a unicorn is a woman who like essentially seeks out threesomes with like a man and a woman, and so like a couple, it would usually be a couple, and the couple would be called unicorn hunters, and so it would be a couple like on Tinder looking for a woman. Interesting that a unicorn's a woman because I would have thought that the horn was implying it's something like penal. I mean, I guess it could be a man, but as like. I've always seen it as it's a woman. Yeah. And then Paula, gold star lesbian is a lesbian. Who's, uh... <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> oh, he knows. Okay. She's uh, when, during Mario Kart, she gets the gold star and is invincible. All right. Also at BRC Central has some great resources available online and in person, depending on where not faking lives. That's actually a good point, because not faking seem to imply that they're not American, um, which is always one of our, like, assumptions reading these articles. Uh, wish you could DM me for more info. Right? And then how many more of these do we have? Oh, this is a lot. Um, all right, we're going to start doing this thing where I'm going to read them to myself really quick and figure out if they're worth reading out loud. Dorley, has any of this so far, like, resonated as, like, ooh, I like this advice and I'm going to use it in my real life? Or are you like, oh, whatever? Um, no, I mean, there are all things I really thought about, but like, with like putting women only for dating websites, I feel like that would just limit myself. Um, and I- Cynthia, you do still want to meet men. Yeah, I just, I just want to meet anyone queer and like bisexual men matter. 
So, like, I would love to meet a bisexual man, you know? Like, okay. <clears throat> Ooh, this seems useful. It's, uh, and it's from a man, so. Uh, it's from Trevor and Zach. Typical. As a bisexual who came to bisexuality late, I was over 40 the first time I slept with a guy for various reasons. I'd say her best bet is just not to tell people. Most hookups aren't going to inquire too closely about your sexual history. Don't volunteer the information. Yeah, that that honestly seems like some pretty solid advice. I think she might be, like, giving away her nervousness, which is making her off-putting to some of these lesbians. And if she doesn't care about them being lesbian or bi, then probably just, like, hold that to your chest. Okay, so from another man, a guy in New York... Sounds painfully familiar. Practically, I would suggest looking into a kink scene if possible. I found it far more bi-friendly than nearly any other queer space. I mean, what if the person isn't kinky, though? I mean, we know Dorley is, but, like, what if this person <laughs> who asked the question isn't? Yeah, what if they're not into feet like Dorley? No, I mean, I think that's, that's what actually... What if they're not get into getting pissed on like Adrian and Dorley? <laughs> <laughs> Golden showers for the win. Um, no, that's actually good advice. I mean, a kink community is a very friendly queer community uh, my issue with the kink, the kink community would be that it's a very white dominated area so i don't know if this woman is white or not but if she's like a person of color i think the kink community might not be the best place actually Ooh. for her but is it white dominated but i would assume it was white dominated by accepting or are they like bigoted in some sense um or does it feel scary or intimidating to be a person of color in the community? I know, like, when I'm in Facebook groups and stuff, it's just, like, so white-centered. And, like, I feel like I can't speak because then they might get offended by something I'm saying about white people. Um, or, like, they're just like, well, I'm queer, so I am, you know, a minority or whatever. And they just don't, like, are open to other criticisms about it and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of like people's critiques of, like, American movies where it's, like, violence is so acceptable, but, like, sexuality isn't. And it's kind of similar to that where it's, like, the kink community is apparently so open-minded and accepting to sexuality, but not open-minded and accepting to race. It's, like, a little bit surprising Mm -hmm. that you could, like, be on one paradigm, but not open-minded about the other paradigm. Yeah, that's where you gotta be intersexual, bro. I don't know if I would count kink as intersectionality. I think you're kinky and I like you a lot. <laughs> okay. Dorley, are we boring you right now? No, no. no I just, just straight up on her phone I'm right just now. like listening uh, to you what you're saying. I'm actually looking up people I probably want to shout out that if you are bisexual and you're having like problems with it. I have a lot of Instagram people I follow that are really great oh. for it. And like that would be um, just would really help with either their self-esteem about it or their confidence and um, really help them like accept their bisexuality and not question themselves so much about it. Because uh, there are a lot of bisexual people who are like, well, I've never been with a woman, so I don't know if I'm actually bisexual, but that's not really how that works. So It is crazy that Doralee is saying that, but I can see her screen and that she's reading old cracked articles. So <laughs> <laughs> She's reading old oatmeal comics right now. <laughs> All right, let's move on while Doralee gets her reading time in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so these last two are personalized advice from Still Bisexual, which is an account on Twitter. Dear Not Faking, first, you are hashtag still bisexual if you never had any same-sex experience, just like lesbians are still gay when they've never had any same-sex experience. If you can't find support for your identity amongst your lesbian friends, 
turn to your straight friends. They can often be more accepting and open-minded. As for dating, please let me know what town you live in, and I will try to connect you with some local bisexuals. Keep in mind the problem isn't being a virgin. Lots of women would love to be your first. It's the external biphobia you have to overcome to find a same-sex partner. And that's it. There's no real uh, extra advice from Dan Savage. He kind of takes a backseat on this one. And uh, I think that's uh, very cool of him. Any uh, thoughts? Any last things you want to say? Do you want to shout out those people? Uh, bisexual Twitter? I mean, bisexual Instagram? Um, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I uh, I think if you are on Instagram, you should follow Gabba Alexa. She is a woman of color and uh, bisexual and talks about it a lot. She's also non-monogamous. She obviously can educate you about all those things. And I've learned a lot from her. Um, so I think that would be a great resource for bisexuals who are just finding out they're bisexual or haven't really, you know, done much in the queer community. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, my ending thing with that is, you know, like, if you're bisexual and you're nervous about meeting same-sex partners and stuff, you know, just find your queer community and uh, be friends with everyone. I'm surprised no one has said at this point that the advice should be go on a podcast with <laughs> some significant audience talking about how hard it is to find bi people. <laughs> and then at the end of the question, give out your deets. <laughs> you want to give out your phone number or your Instagram? <laughs> uh, no, they could just text you. Yeah, all right. I'll mediate your relationships <laughs> then. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, if you want Dorley's details, email us at bigfactsnocappod at gmail.com. Bigfactsnocappod at gmail.com. <laughs> Very into uh, girly Send girls, your CV, so. send a headshot, yeah. and uh, send a cover letter of yeah. why you want to be. I don't care if right. you've been. She, Dorley's so. very into girly girls. I am. Nice long and, hair. And I like long movie. hair, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. basically describing Seth Rogen again. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, this is a problematic question, so not to. Oh, I actually also have a problematic question. What race are we talking about? I would prefer anyone but white women. So as long as they're not a white woman. Ooh, that's that's my favorite yeah. answer too. Okay. My one question was based on. I guess we can say that this is an issue with celebrity first and foremost. But the two crushes you named were white people, right? Right. I mean, we live in a society that is. Are you going Joker on me right now? <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> no, but we do live in a society that's dominated by white people. And actually, I've had this like conversation about like the queer community is dominated by white. Um, so... Who would you say is the Latinx Seth Rogen? Latinx Seth Rogen? Mm, Latinx, think... not next. <laughs> I don't think I could even name, like, a comedian like that, because, like, I don't... Uh, yeah, I oh, can't even name someone. Um, um, Andres... Andres Guzmano. Did you say that? <laughs> Alright, um, so, Dorley, you were... An, you consider yourself asexual... In high, in high school, yeah, I did actually. I actually came out to my mom. Um, I like sat her down but, in the kitchen. Well, you also told uh, oh, wait, you came out to her mom as asexual, yeah. Did she not care at all? No, she oh, well, okay, it was really funny because like I was like, like, Mom, I have something to tell you. And she's like, What? and I was like, I don't think I'm into boys. And she's like, <gasps> And then I was like, I don't think I'm into girls. <gasps> and then I was like, I don't think I'm into anyone. And she's like, <gasps> And she's like, I don't get it. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't think I'm asexual. Like, I don't really find anyone no, you like, think you are sexually asexual. attracted. <laughs> you said, Wait, but you told me and Adrian, I remember in high school, you told me and Adrian that you were pomosexual. Yeah, like, I, you can still I don't think those be are mutually exclusive. queer and asexual. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, well, that's what our next article is about, so you'll have some opinions. 
Wait, so did you do the Nando thing where you didn't tell dad, you just told mom? Yeah, I'd always just told mom. Yeah. I tell mom everything. That's the better she idea. just tells dad, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think dad, like, You know what? Cares. Shout out to Mr. Perez. I don't like the, like, shade <laughs> you guys are throwing at him. He's honestly a very smart man who has really smart ideas about restaurants and how many um, <laughs> starches they serve. And how many starches they should serve in any given meal. And you guys show him no respect. Oh, no. And honestly, I'm tired of it. I love my dad. No, we, our house is very much a matriarchy. Yeah. All you guys do is put out mean quizzes about him on your <laughs> podcast. And you don't show him any respect. Oh. If I had the time right now, I would do a Charlie Clips and uh, rap a whole verse about how my mom's was the real gangster of my family. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is a question to ask uh to asking bear a lgbtq plus advice call and a an big LGBT... facts no cap gold certified uh best advisor yeah an lgbtq plus advice column and a big facts no cap certified advisor and he has this column can asexuals be part of pride who decides so the question is dear bear in high school, after years of confusion and fear, I was relieved to discover I was asexual. My life quickly became surrounded with powerful, strong, queer, and trans peers and elders, and I grew to celebrate my identity as a president of my high school GSA. I'm now 23 and work for an LGBT nonprofit and am part of a queer arts collective. Although my friends and workplace support me, I've noticed a change in the last year where many people no longer believe asexuals should be included in the queer community. I'm becoming nervous about going to events where people roll their eyes at me, or might begin accusing me of being an appropriator of queer culture like they do online. This month, it's become popular with other queer people on Twitter and Tumblr to post jokes about asexual people. I feel terrible being excluded from the community that raised me and am hurt by being called straight by other queer people even though I'm not attracted to anyone, men, women, or non-binary folks. Am I really an appropriator who should leave the community? Should I be allowed to call myself queer as an asexual person? Okay, so Dorley, what is your opinion on this? Is this gentleman part of or not part of the queer community? Uh, he is obviously part of the pride community. Um, like I said, I thought I was asexual, but I always knew I was queer. Like, so I was a queer asexual person in high school, essentially. Um, and I never felt not included in the queer community because of it. Um, also, I was also part of my LGBT club in high school, too. Yeah, shout out GSA. Yeah, a I was times. Part, yeah, I was part of the GSA in that, too. And also, like, no one can tell you're actually gay. So, like, it doesn't really matter if anyone actually knows you're asexual. Like, if I'm walking down the street, no one's going to know I'm gay, you know. Um, so, like... I feel like why would an asexual be part of Pride? Because it's about sexuality and they're not straight. And that's kind of the most important thing, I think. Ooh. You said that in a confusing way where it kind of sounded like you were making both points. Adrian, did you get that too? Well, or? I actually was... So this reminds me of kind of a, a conversation in the trans community. But like, so you, kind of your, the point you're making is like, uh, if, if a... Like, I would, I would, you could almost like push back on that and say that a lesbian couple holding hands walking down the street might get harassed more than an asexual person at any point out in public, right? True, but like an asexual person, if they consider themselves a cis male and they have a partner who also a cis male, um, he can still technically be asexual and be with a male partner, though, and have that same um, interaction. Okay. Well, cool. aren't some people, is it asexual often an uh, umbrella term for aromantic? 
Or do oh, no, you, I think that's... Do you think uh, most asexual people all still have partners? No, I think asexual can have a subset that is aromantic, right? So I think that's... You're correct. Okay. It's an umbrella term that would include asexual. I think, to me, the point that I was getting to is but that... But what's the bigger umbrella term? The aromantics or the romantic asexuals? No, no, no. Those are all under the umbrella of asexual. And those are but sub- which one is, like, the more dominant group? Which one represents... I mean, I don't know who does that research. Like, I wouldn't know what the data are on that. But to me, the point that I'm trying to make is that this idea of, like... Who gets harassed walking down the street? I, I don't think inclusion and pride needs to be a statement on struggle in life as much as it is a celebration of diverse lifestyles. So to me, it's oh, yeah. not about. I mean, I think pretty clearly, yeah. it's uh, it would be ridiculous to tell somebody to not. To me, I think it would be pride. ridiculous to say that you don't suffer enough to be a part of pride. To me, is a, a weird standpoint to come at it from. Yeah, no, I think we're all sympathetic people, so we're on that side of things. But I am wondering about. To me, there is like a gut reaction that does make it feel different. Well, it doesn't make it... If you're a romantic person and you date same-sex people, then it doesn't feel different. But there is something that if you decide to live a hermit's life, it does make it feel kind of different than other forms of queerness to me. Like in a gut reaction. I wouldn't say that means you don't get to be a part of the queer community, but it does set it apart in some ways in my mind. Is that unfair or... I mean, I think the bottom line with the queer community, as long as you're not straight, then you're part of the queer community. And that's it. Like, that's the, uh, yeah. that's so, the bottom line. But that was basically my point, was that like anything that um, is removed from the most traditional canonical in the Western canon sense of mm-hmm. like what you're supposed to be romantically, to me, is included in pride. And to me, it, it seems kind of ridiculous. Although I understand it, it's, it's a thing in like every community that like they act as if inclusion in this community is a non-renewable resource or that it's a resource that only a certain number, that can only be divvied up to a certain number of people. As if it's not like this obvious thing where like it can include all of these people and it doesn't lessen your value of being a part of that community. And maybe that's a slippery slope argument. You could make that argument, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want, but I think... No, I mean, I have no problem with these arguments. I'm just saying that something about it feels different on a guttural level, and I'm wondering why that is. Well, is the issue that you think that, like, someone could go through their whole life without being asex- with being asexual without ever having to come out or tell anybody and still just live a regular life? I guess that's part of it, and maybe that's why I think... I would think of asexual people who were still romantic and dated men as more a part of the... or dated same-sex partners as somehow more a part of the queer community. And I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying when you're single, you're not dating anyone and you're not having sex with anyone. Or a lot of times they're not. A lot um, of times if you're Paul. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not me. Could it be me? So. <laughs> but a lot of times when you're single, you're also, you, you're fundamentally living life like an asexual person, right? Or until like the first time you have sex, until you lose your virginity, you're living your life like an asexual person. So are you more queer during that part of your life? than you are during other parts no i would i would almost think that's like the idea of being more included and less included or more deserving of being concluded seems like problematic language to me can we talk really quick about the analogy that i gave you that i thought made sense of like being asexual is kind of like being like a white passing person of color where like uh it doesn't mean that you're not a part of the community but maybe don't like take the lead on everything and try and be in the front of the march i would agree with that like i don't think they should be the face of the queer community for sure i would 100 percent agree with that but they are a part of the community yeah yeah i'm not i'm not trying to say they're not i want to make that clear i just like don't see like you talked about how asexual could go their whole life without coming out or whatever i mean gay people do that all the time they go and get married the opposite sex and they stay in the closet forever 
that doesn't mean they're still not part of the queer community, you know, like even though they sure, but usually closeted people don't don't call themselves LGBT. They don't go to pride. They may not go to pride, but like, you know, inside themselves or if they have an Internet community, they're allowed to like express this or express themselves with like. Then they're acknowledging it. But it doesn't mean they have to have to come out to like their family or like people who are very um, important. Really quick, can we no, talk I... for a second? Oh, how about vows of celibacy? Are priests part of the queer community? Oh, Doralee's also done a vow of celibacy and a vow of commitment. Doralee's been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a nun when I was a little kid, but mm. um, I mean, married to God, He's the most powerful being in the world. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be? He's the biggest Chad in the universe. Yeah, I don't know. Turns you on, doesn't it? Like, you're like, oh, choke me, daddy. And behind every god's a powerful woman. I've always said that. God is here and she is. Sorry, first. repeat your question because now I'm thinking about God. What about people who take a vow of celibacy, right? They're, they're, cho- they're choosing to live their lives as an asexual. But, Are they, once they take the vow of celibacy, more queer? No, because like... Are they saying I am doing this because this is my sexuality, or they're doing it because of their religion or whatever personal belief they have? I was going to ask really quick if we could take a second to. Well, first, I'm going to take a second to thank uh, Zachary for bringing me a another beer from upstairs, another local Portland brew. Thank you very much, Zach. Is there anything you want to say in pod about uh, your feelings about asexuals? Well, I have no thoughts. All right. I don't think imploring him is going to do. If anything, anything, we should ask him how it is to date a queer woman, and that's about it. That's about all I'm qualified to speak on as far as the subject matter matter goes. Zach, how do you feel about my sister's cooking? Because <laughs> in that sense, I think you guys are about as straight as they come. <laughs> <laughs> it can be inventive and imaginative, and I appreciate that aspect of it. Oh, I'm going to do a family feud. Good answer. Good answer. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say really quick. Sorry to cut you off, Paul. Can we talk for a hot second? I don't know if you guys were here for this, but I've been on the internet like 10 hours a day since quarantine started because I'm not doing anything. There was a hot minute where like a big thing on Reddit was talking about how men who are gay who come out to their family and leave their family are pieces of shit. And I was like, how often is that happening? Like, what is this plague across this country that you guys are talking about of like gay men coming out and being like, see ya family? And then trying to be congratulated online. (laughs) Talking about that, Adrian, I literally, I was like, I gotta find that two-sentence horror story you brought up during our last episode, mm. and I went and found it, and it is just as wildly stupid and incomprehensible as you exactly. described it. Exactly, it's the worst. So <laughs> you haven't heard this yet, but it's it's a horrid, just like, men's right thing that just happened to be on a horror subreddit that I tried to use for our uh, Halloween episode. Wait, wait, uh, restate it for her. Oh, so the two-sentence horror was, um, the first uh, sentence was like, uh, there's a rapist going around town who hasn't been found yet, and uh, the second sentence is, and no one cares to find her. And so the whole point is that because it's a woman, no one cares that she's raping people. And so the comments were all just like men's lit people being like, yeah, this is a thing that happens significantly. It was, dude, I went and found it, and it was one of the weirdest comment sections I've ever seen. Like, like people getting hundreds of upvotes being like, why don't people care about when when women rape men? And I was like. People do. (laughs) Yeah. What is this world you've built where like women are just raping men in the middle of the street daily, (laughs) and everybody's walking by like saluting them, like, "Yes, ma'am, doing a good job with with that rape over there." Like, 
All right, where are we anyways? Are we getting, we're cutting all that, <laughs> oh, yeah. so anyways. Oh, oh yeah, so this is interesting because are we actually having a debate right now about this or is this the first like actual- No, I think I basically agree with you guys. I can tell I'm wrong. <laughs> I just, I feel something mm. in my gut that still somehow is just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to land like, on the This is a step too far. <laughs> I mean, like what about it makes you- yeah, well, I mean, just, like, why Why would you care so much if asexuals are part of pride? Like, if you, Oh, you're right. You know, that's, like, that's why do you care? That's part of the gut reaction of why I know I'm yeah. wrong. Because I, I know it's, like, why do I care is the main thing. And I don't really care. I don't know. I guess if you just ask me in all technicality, there is a part of me that thinks, huh, kind of different, though. Kind of a different thing. I mean, Weird. if you think about it, like, asexuality is a sexuality, right? So, like... But no, no, no. Do you know what A means? <laughs> no, but asexuals yeah. do have sex. They, they like, can have sex. It's not like they don't ever have sex. Some of them well, may not. But some gay people can have sex with, with opposite gender people, but it doesn't mean that they're straight. <laughs> the ability to do something doesn't prove that you are that thing. Oh, wait, I thought you were saying they can as in, like, part of the identity revolves around... Wait, is that not what you're saying? Or were you saying I'm that physically they I'm have the ability? I'm saying asexual people, like... Do have sex? Yes, though. to the mic, not to me. Yeah, asex no asexual people do have sex. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. Yeah. So what what does that mean? Is it like just passionate sex, or is it just for procreation? Like, well, are they it like a, a Christian's like, dream? It depends on that person, though. Like, if they have a partner and their partner's not asexual, they might do it for their partner. Well, that sounds problematic. I mean, that's relationships. <laughs> You define relationships no, as being forced no. to do something you don't want to do, Dorley? No, no, no. Well, like, you know, you just do things because you love someone. Or, like, intimacy. <laughs> like, it's important to your partner. It may not be important to you, but you do it because it's important to them. I mean, everyone does those kind of things for their partner, just not Paul, to that when extent. your partner sits down to watch the big football game with you. <laughs> Yeah, they don't a want classic, to do that. a classic situation. I actually do I've that a part sometimes. Of. So, yeah, but if you have to grit your teeth through to do something, I don't think that makes you a part of that thing. The fact that they have sex, I don't think proves that they have a sexuality. They're asexual. They're non-sexual people. Right. I, and is it being LGBTQ all about having a specific non-standard sexuality? Yeah, but what I'm saying is like. You know what? I think I've actually talked myself into why I now agree with you full-heartedly. Because I guess it's about not having a standard sexuality. And the standard sexuality is having... That's what I said at the beginning! ...is having an attraction to an opposite sex partner. And so, I guess you are... Asexuals don't have an attraction to an opposite sex partner, so they don't have a standard sexuality. Okay, yeah. Somehow through arguing uh, with Dorley's boneheaded moronic... opinions i've managed to to kind of land on why i agree with you what about someone who's only attracted to pokemon <laughs> that's me baby oh yeah <laughs> i mean isn't that what every like homophobe tries to use as like a uh, reason for that's what i was like, making my slippery slope argument of like well we have to include everybody now because then you have to collude pedophiles and zoophiles yeah, and, and yeah. Obvious, obvious lines to be drawn <laughs> yeah and it Things stops right after pedophile clearly immoral i mean the most important <laughs> yeah. thing with that is consent so that's that's where yeah i agree i agree i'm glad you like consent no no i just think (laughs) (laughs) how you define lgbtq all right are we uh ready for a third segment um well i think i should read the answer okay it just felt like we so comprehensively answered the question (laughs) 
I don't. But, yeah, we should, his answer is so long. We should actually get Bear's opinion because he's way smart. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. Bear wrote like two books on this. Um, all right. Paul, whenever you edit this segment, pick like the best two paragraphs, even if they don't like necessarily make sense together. Okay. Dear Brave Correspondent, I want to know I want you to know that after reading your email, I was possessed of the urge to lay down on the sidewalk and have a temper tantrum. Not because there's anything wrong with your letter, which of course there is not. Not because but because I cannot believe we are still having this conversation. You are too. Oh, there's a lot more sauce on still. But because I cannot believe we are still having this conversation. You were too young to remember that 25 years ago, certain people had an absolute fit and fell in it when the 1993 March on Washington official title included bisexuals or how horrible people were to bi women, especially when they tried to participate in the lesbian dyke spaces. I was in the room when Julia Penelope-inspired Lesbians for Lesbians refused to participate in Northampton, Massachusetts Pride, because bi people were being included and held their own picnic and protest. You may have been too young to remember the exact same fight about trans people being added to the term LGBT, antagonistic, and generally horrible things about trans folks when we tried to join queer groups and pride events, even those of us who were queer identified oh is bear trans i didn't even know this is me learning that about bear did you know Adrian? No, he's just gay i mean it says we when he's talking about trans people when or we tried to join trans- queer groups oh i think he might be non-bi yeah uh-huh. also really quick have we talked about the whole spicy moment from this last week where uh, blm sacramento refused to participate in the women's march in sacramento oh uh, why uh they pulled a dora lee and said it was too white and that they were too often uh trying to uh preclude people of color's voices in it i mean that makes sense some of the women's marches right like there's that big schism between the biggest uh, women's marches in the country because one of them was read led by a muslim woman and one of them was read led by like a white woman and they had some sort of like issue and that's why there was multiple women's marches yeah, yeah, yeah. at one point and white women so it's completely exhausting to discover that we are having literally the same fight again about some slightly different but basically associated concept in which a sexual minority group is consistently stigmatized and disempowered in trying to join the banner of resistance to the heteronormative, cisnormative, allosexual mainstream. Um, By the way, fellas, um, and women who listen to this, but mostly fellas, uh, feel free to uh, hit the link in the description if you want to read the entirety of Bear's answer. He gets into Toni Morrison towards the last paragraph. Wait, Paul, can you really quickly read the gatekeeping article? I feel like that was probably a good one. The gatekeeping article? It starts with gatekeeping. Or paragraph, sorry. Gatekeeping has been a powerful force of queer and trans communities for as long as I have been a part of them. And from what my elders and betters tell me, it wasn't a new problem when I got to it. As marginalized and often stigmatized people, it's pretty understandable through a psychology lens that we have internalized so much hostility and experienced so much fear we'd be extremely prone to take it out on anyone we safely can. Which super unfortunately means taking it out on one another. And so the thing keeps happening where the term changes and the official outcast change, but the essential experience of some people being the right kind and some others being the wrong kind seems to have lasted as long as anyone I know can remember. Yeah, I think that basically sums it up. I might have to I might have to break it to bear, but sadly I don't think that's a problem just in queer and trans communities. I think in and out group thinking might be a problem in human communities. What do you mean? Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> only only gay people have ever excluded or <laughs> been hurtful to anyone. Alright. Love and courage yeah uh so please go ahead and hit that link in the description y'all and and smash that subscribe button (laughs) and and smash that subscribe button but 
there's a lot more to this that I am just not sober enough to read. There's a lot of big <laughs> words that I'm not capable of reading. So go ahead and read it for yourself. Uh, basically, in conclusion, Paul was wrong. Adrian and Dorley are big old smarty pantses. And, um, also, let's move on, on that subject, feel free to write in about the Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride uh, controversy that is now plaguing uh, this podcast. Yeah, friendships are being torn apart. All right, Dorley, do you have a third segment? Yes. Uh, so we're going to play that quiz game like you played with my dad's quotes. And... Don't talk to the mic. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to play a quiz game like you did with my dad quote and then the other guy that I don't remember his name. But Oh, Damon Dash. Damon Dash, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are you prepared, Paul? Yes, I am prepared. Okay. Are me and Adrian doing this competitively or is it just for me? Okay, so the way that's going to work is that Dorley is going to give you quotes that are one, two, or three level, just like dad or dad. And then I'm going to be your lifeline. You can use me as often as you want, but I'm going to be your like, if you really can't figure it out, I'll give you my best suggestion. I have not seen these yet, though. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, whether Dorley Explorer said it or Dorley Perez said it. So what's the name of the segment? So the name of the segment is Dora versus Dora. Dora or Dora. Dora or Dora. And I am ready to start whenever you are. Okay. Uh, oh, so really quick, as I said at the top of the show, we are going to do a, um, Paul's not going to just, like, decide how many he thinks he's going to get. We're going to do a random uh, coin flip, and that's going to be who he's going against for each one. All right, I'm fighting a random number generator. Honestly, RNG has been my enemy ever since the first Pokemon. Before we do this quiz, Paul, in terms of how much you know about Doralee and how much you know about Dora the Explorer, how much do you think, how well do you think you know both of those entities? I know... They both speak Spanish. Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I thought Dorley and Nando could both speak Spanish. I do not speak Spanish, actually. Oh, just Nando? Yep. Like, I Dorley understand can understand it. Spanish yeah. very well. I'm like, you can speak to me and I'll be able to respond to you in English, but... That was actually a thing. Dorley were, and I were sometimes a very good... T Back when I knew Spanish better, we were a very good tag team because I had a very good naturally... Uh, I had a very good natural sense of pronunciation for words. I was going to say, why... Why can I, like, I lived in America as much as, like, y'all did, but I could speak Arabic. And it just, like, did your parents not speak to each other? Um, they, no. they did. No, they didn't speak to us in Spanish. They spoke in Spanish in, in our household. We just never picked it up. Because when we would go outside, no one was speaking Spanish. Wait, have I not told you that story about how my dad tried to teach me Spanish once when I was, like, in sixth grade? And, like, he taught me the way that he learned. So, like, the first thing he made me do was write the letter A 200 times. And I was like, Dad, I know what an A is. Like... <laughs> Why are you starting from there? <laughs> so they just like, um, like they didn't speak to us in Spanish that often. We learned like words here and there. And like, uh, my parents weren't like educating me. But my parents really never tried to actively teach me Arabic. I just, but you like, you spent summers in Lebanon, right? Like you spent like, I guess that's it. The three month summers. You yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's literally what yeah. people tell you to do is like, go live somewhere where the people speak it. So here's okay. how, here's how we play Dora or Dora. We're going to pick a number. We're going to give you a quote. Well, you're going to have to decide whether or not it is Dora the Explorer or Dora Lee the Unemployed. Quote. I mean, in a way, every place is the kind of place where people die. I think that's Dora Lee Perez. Wrong. It is Dora the Explorer. What the fuck? What sort of dark episode of Dora <laughs> the Explorer was that? We're also taking it from the movie, too. Yeah, right? we're taking it from the movie as well, where she's like 16. And was that the villain? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, so uh, the computer also guessed for uh, Dorley. So that's zero points for both of them. Okay, thank God. All right. Quote 
I only like green bananas. Oh my god, that's kind of. This fun, is actually I really think. good so far. Oh, I think. Paul, how many of uh, how many lifelines to me do you want? Ooh, how many do I get? Uh, Doralee just said three with her finger. I think three is good. Okay. How many of these questions are there just so I know, like, how many to use? I don't want this to be, like, a RPG, like, I'm saving well, all my potions for the there's boss. There's 18 quotes. And then I have them all. So. Okay. 18 questions. Okay, so this one, I think Dora the Explorer wouldn't be so exclusive to make people who like regular bananas feel bad. So I think that's a Dora Lee Perez quote. You are right. It is. I only like them green. All right, and the computer got that right hey. as well. Shout out, shout out to you. I also mostly like like firm bananas. Yeah, that are a little bit uh, like not. Yeah, once they get yellow, they're a little bit too mushy. Yeah, too gross, too banana-y. I don't like it too banana-y. What? Yeah, like the banana-y taste. A what? I wouldn't have explained it in such dumb of terms, a what? but I agree with the concept. Okay, okay. Um, the quote is: "Is this to fit in with the indigenous people?" That's a that's a Dora Lee visiting Guatemala quote. That's a Dorley quote. Wrong. This is Dora the Explorer. What, when does she accuse somebody of being a culture? Uh, yeah, creature? and the computer got it, so. Well, it was when she was talking to Post Malone. <laughs> I have indigenous roots. Well, that could be either of you. <laughs> um, I'm going to say both, probably, but mostly Dorley Perez. That is correct. All right, and the computer also got that. Dang. When did you tell someone you have indigenous roots? Oh, I've been talking a lot about it lately. Mm. That is true. You did text me about how our name was indigenous, but also Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Perez? Perez is a conquistador name. It's a he. It's actually Hebrew. It's from the Bible. But it's not indigenous. Actually. No, that's not. Oh no, it's a uh, it's it's Spanish and Hebrew. Yeah, he's he said that wrong. Oh okay. Okay. Uh, oh, two parter. All right. Quote: If you just believe in yourself, anything is possible. Dora the Explorer. That is correct. And the computer got that wrong. <laughs> Ooh, you tied up now. We love soccer. Okay, Adrian, I'm going to ask you for help on this one because here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we... I think Dora Lee might like soccer and this is what I need you to give me advice on because I think that she could, but the term we makes me think Dora the Explorer because I don't think Dora Lee would ever be saying we inclusively to explain how multiple people including her love soccer. right so here's what i'll say i'm gonna tell a quick story uh there is a time in our lives that Dorley and i played a lot of a guatemalan card game called conquen and she does this a lot in other games too where Dorley has the answers right now and she has them where i can clearly see them instead of hiding them and so she used to do that with her cards too where she would like get mad at me for looking at her cards even though she like had them on display for everybody <laughs> so as a gentleman i did not look at what the answer was I'm just saying I could have. Um, that being said, this was clearly a trick question. You shouldn't have used me. Like, I could see either Dora or Doralee saying it. I would go with okay. Doralee, because I think Doralee talks about soccer more often. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Doralee Perez. Incorrect. It was Dora the Explorer. I'm sorry, bro. Also, <laughs> the computer got it. It's from a World Cup se uh, special that she did. So. All right. She said, no somos. This quote is... Oh, okay. Wait, when she said we, who was she talking about? The map or the monkey? Who also loves soccer? Well, Boots like Billy it. the Bull. And then she also had a teammate with her. She went to Brazil. She traveled to Brazil to play in a World Cup. It's a really dark episode where she's in... Uh... <laughs> they let little children <laughs> yeah. in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this quote is, I'm always getting my raccoon hands on everything. 
God damn it. This could all... <laughs> this is too hard because almost all of these could be you or Dora. It's like um, Paul gets the premise think... of the game. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think they would describe it in such horrifying terms on a children's cartoon show to say my raccoon hand. So I'm going to go with Dora Lee in front of me. That is correct. The computer also got it. Still tied at the computer. All right, so things are very tense right now, so uh, we're going to have Zach get me another beer. And But he did give us a number to uh, All right. keep us going. This quote, I'm the best big sister ever. Dora the Explorer, because you're just a massive cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, but no. It was actually me. And the number generator got it right, too. It's done like five ones in a row. It's Whenever you learn what true random is, it's always so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that pick a number now that Zach's gone. Hmm. Quote, we did it. Dora the Explorer. That is correct. Yeah, that's kind of the big thing she says. <laughs> to be fair, I've never watched that also, show. Also, the, the computer got it too, though. Why would you, though? It's how she ends every episode, Paul. I've never watched this in game, but I know he says Rosebud. Quote, soccer is the best sport. Dora Lee Perez. That's correct. Peter also got it. Oh, tight race, tight race. By the way, Paul, just so you know, I am using the computer that Google taught to play Go. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next quote is, am I a weirdo? Oh, Dora, Dora Lee. Incorrect, Dora the Explorer. Uh, the computer got that wrong. You're right, I should have never assumed you'd have any sort of like- Self-awareness. <laughs> Self-awareness. I mean, I already just say I'm weird, so. No question about it. She's a big old freak. Ooh. Seven days a week. <laughs> I said certified free. Seven days a week. Do what makes you happy. Happiness is key. Dora the Explorer. Incorrect. That is me. Uh, the computer also guessed Dora the Explorer. You know, there was there was there was like one time during the uh, dad and dad section when we, it was uh, your dad versus Dame Dash, where Adrian explained one quote as why I got it correct as my father would never say anything so trite. So what is your excuse for that quote, Dorley? Me? Um, I don't know. I'm just like a happy little baby. I just think happiness is really what's important at the end of the day. Is that not a good enough answer? Like, I don't know. I, like, just imagine how I live my life, Paul. I don't really live my life to anyone's expectations other than my own and happiness, so. That's why Dorley doesn't use recipes to cook with. Yeah, I don't. All right, this quote is... Wait, Paul, how did your uh, biscuits and gravy turn out? Oh, so good, man. They were delicious. Oh, damn, I got... You should follow that recipe. The biscuit. That's the craziest thing is that, like, for me, the video format is fun for me, but it doesn't actually help me cook. Like, I would never watch his video while trying to cook something. Oh, you see, so my thing was that I've always really loved, like, southern biscuits and gravy, but it's not something I ever felt confident enough to make. That uh, Kenji Lopez, Lopez alt video, like... It, it looked so easy, and the fact that it was only five ingredients, like, I don't know, it really gave me the confidence to go try to make that dish, and it turned out just as good as it looked, so. Oh, really quick, though. He makes a comment about how he doesn't open his biscuits, whereas I find that to be an inefficient way to serve it. Oh, yeah, I, I, did you see the pictures I sent you of the biscuits and gravy I made? I absolutely Okay, I didn't like, pay enough attention, I, you, you but want, yeah. You need the open part of the biscuit to soak up the gravy. Exactly, also, right? Like, like, what a ridiculous thing to have, like, a nice video. crusty shell and then put a sauce over. Unless yeah. you're like, yeah, all right, well, we can talk about that later. You absolutely need to open your biscuit and let the Big facts, no cap, open it. your biscuit and let that gravy in. 
Yeah, watch it. Watch the Kenji Lopez alt video on biscuits and gravy, though, y'all. It's a five ingredient biscuit and gravy. I made it over the last weekend. It's delicious. It's really easy. It turned out just like how the video said it would. Um, also, yeah. shout out really quick to that one guy from uh, Cutthroat Kitchen who was foreign, and the challenge was biscuits and gravy, and he misfitted his brisket and gravy <laughs> and made it and still got through the next round. <laughs> um anti shout out to all the people in my life who apparently don't know what southern gravy is and when i sent them that picture were confused by really that's disgusting yeah all right yeah southern gravy everyone knows that's paul's rap name <laughs> nah 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 it's preacher reefer everybody knows my rap name is preacher reefer <laughs> all right let's let's move on with this quiz. all right right next quote i poppy oh doralee yeah Oh, and uh, the computer got that as well. Okay. Computer's winning right now. Again, Dorley is showing me the answers. <laughs> Stop looking at them. That's what she no. always says. It's like, no, that's the, right. just don't show them to me. I love being a big sister. Okay, Adrian, I'm going to pull you in for this one. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely Dorley. Dorley. It's actually Dorley the Explorer. Wait, is she a big sister? She has twins. She births twins? No, no, no. She has a twin brother and sister. It's like a big episode about it. Oh my god. Yeah. I thought she only had Diego, who was like a cousin. No, that's her cousin, but no. Alright, Paul, apparently just like say the opposite of what I'm trying to say <laughs> from that one. Um, the computer didn't get that either. Oh, though. they didn't get it either? Okay. Quote, I am not happy when I'm sad. Dora the Explorer. No, I know Incorrect. that word. I know that one. <laughs> that was, that was, like, my mom would always make jokes about how Dora used to say that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's like my family catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> my parents loved it so much when she said as a kid, they would always say it and be like, I'm not happy when I'm sad. <laughs> it was, the, it was, so, I think this is why I think it's okay that we roasted our parents is because they roasted us back just <laughs> yeah. as hard. And so they would they say that all back the time. Their punches. <laughs> Did the computer get it right? No, computer thought it was Dora the Explorer. Mm, okay. All right. Um, I'm just here for the snacks. Doralee. Yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> computer also got it. Oh. Wait, is the, is the computer batting above 50%? I think so. Wait, what's the uh, score right now and how many questions are left? Paul has seven and the computer has nine. And there is three, no, two, two left. So Paul can at best tie. <laughs> yeah. All right, next quote. What's that? What's over there? Finger gesture. Oh, Dora the Explorer. Incorrect. That is me. Oh. I always point. <laughs> she does. I get on her a lot about that because I consider it impolite, but the computer got it wrong. Paul, you're still in. Wait, no. No, Paul didn't get it right either. Oh, so. God damn it. I need to get two right with the computer getting both wrong, so I'm out. All right, last question. All right. Paul, last this is for uh, this is a consolation prize. It's scary to be responsible for other people. It's easier to be on your own. When would Dora say that? Dora Lee. Incorrect. That was Dora the Explorer. <laughs> when did she say that? In the movie. You'll see. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, the... wait, you'll see. Are y'all planning to watch it? Oh, the hell movie yeah. Tonight? It's a good movie. The computer also got it wrong. So, right. end score is seven to nine. Yeah. The, the computer did exactly 50%. Apparently, I just don't know you at all, Dora Lee. Which really, that would be like looking into the heart of darkness. So maybe I'm better off. <laughs> Uh, too bad I didn't say anything I said when we were in math class together. I thought you said all of these. Yeah. 
<coughs> no, because there was that girl in between us, so mm. it would have been. Oh weird. my god, that girl was such a. Dumb she was bitch. very dumb. Yeah. All right, Paul. We doing big facts, no cap, and wrapping up. Big facts, no cap. Dorley snapped. Oh yeah, Dorley. So we do this thing around here called the five fingers. No, of death. I really don't want to do that. Don't please make me do it. We do this thing around here called the five fingers of death. Um, I can make it easy on you. I can make them all the same BPM. Just make them all like dog or something. I can rhyme dog. Dorley, can you just give us one bar? Can you just give us one bar? Hold okay, up, hold I'll up, give you one up. bar. Sorry. Well, we gotta play some. We gotta play a beat. You're not spitting acapella, are you? Big facts, y'all. Um, homophobia is played out. It's corny, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's corny, y'all. You should not be hateful of people with non-standard sexuality. Way to save baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Huh. Uh, my no cap is going to be um, love your siblings, spend time with your siblings uh, when you can, as much as you can. Dorley? Um, mine would be if you're a cute queer girl in Portland, <laughs> please hit me up. Uh, my name is very easy to find on Facebook or Instagram. All right. All right, y'all. It was fun. Skinny boy, skinny boy, where your muscles at? Used to walk to work, eight hours, take the bus back. Ain't no time to stop, ain't no time for vacation. Y'all all want my spot, cause you know that I am A1. All these pretty girls, they come running to our faces. I can do without, I can move without, I could do myself. I get in the rush, I feel depressed, I bang on my chest. I say fuck them all till I'm dead.